beautiful morning it is. Let's start by giving thanks for that. I thank you, Spirit, for this beautiful autumn day. This is truly the day the Spirit has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. As we share this fellowship this morning, through this Tuesday meditative service, and on through the conscious conversation that follows, I know that Spirit is in this place, fully present, providing its wisdom, its intelligence, its love, its joy, its sweet inspiration as we contemplate the, the gifts of Spirit that are ours this day. I give thanks for each one here, knowing that Spirit has drawn them here, and the Spirit is moving through each one here, and that as we share our fellowship today, we are sharing God's love at the human level. So giving thanks for this, giving thanks for this opportunity to hmm, contemplate spirit together, to be together as brothers and sisters in spirit. I just say, thank you God for all these blessings, all the blessings and gifts yet to come. And we accept it all with a grateful heart. And together we say, Amen. Good morning. Thank you for being here this morning. I welcome you. If you're new with us here this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson. I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an interfaith community. We are independent. And we teach universal principles and practical spirituality practices. So I welcome you home to our spiritual community, should you choose it for yourself. And I welcome you home to the answers that lie within your own mystic heart. So we'll begin our Teze this morning, which is a meditative, guided meditative um, experience. And we start by joining our voices in the song.
yourself into my heart. Oh, wonderful spirit, pour yourself in me, pour yourself into my heart. Oh, wonderful spirit, sing your song, sing your song in We move more deeply into Teze this morning by sensing the peaceful quality of the space. Feeling the shared vibration of joining our voices. And taking a long, slow, deep breath in. And then letting it go, allowing the breath to bring us into the present moment. Peace is our native state. Joy is the truth of our being, forever present, supporting us, offering an opportunity for us to center ourselves in any moment that we remember. What is it that we remember? God is. I am. God, or Spirit, is all that is. I am that. <laughs> <laughs> 
and so is everyone else. Everything else. We take a moment to honor our connection with all of life. Together we envision a web of consciousness, a life force, a holy presence that surrounds and infuses the planet. Each one of us a point of radiant light in that web, reflecting our radiance to the many beings that share this space and time with us. Every human, every other than human creature, every plant, the network of life that lives beneath the soil's surface, invisible to the naked eye, microbes, mycelium, the light of spirit at work. The rocks and the minerals, the water and the wind, the stars and the planets, all alive, in relationship, forever connected by our coexistence at this time, in this place, forever one in spirit. As we share time in prayer and meditation, we are leaving an imprint of peace on the world, a ripple of harmony whose effect we may never know, but we trust that it is making a difference. Take a moment now to feel that atmosphere that we're creating, that atmosphere of peace and of caregiving As we come together, we set an intention that each of us is a beneficial presence on the planet, that each feels, embodies, and lives from our connection with all beings, and that as a community, we use this time to move the world toward a more kind, just, and harmonious expression. We walk as loving kindness in action. This morning we use our shared time to experience the truth of who we are. We begin by asking, who am I really? Beneath the persona, the mask that I present to the world, beyond the thoughts and beliefs that inhabit my mind, Besides the roles I play in the world, who am I? I am, <clears throat> you are, a perfect, intentional, irreplaceable expression of divinity. Spirit showing up in this place and time as you, 
so that it might more fully know itself. This is not an idea that most of us were raised with. It may take some time of grappling with such an idea for us to even begin to understand the implications of such a truth. And we know that, truly, we can never comprehend such a concept with our minds. It is only in our hearts and as an experience of our being that we will ever really know, feel, embody our oneness with the divine. This is what philosopher and mystic Ken Wilbur calls waking up. Remembering prior contemplations this month, he suggests that the spiritual journey is made up of states and stages. Growing up, moving through the physical stages of the human lifespan, cleaning up, doing my psychological and emotional work, and showing up, a willingness or a drive to go beyond myself and my own needs and moving into service of the whole. These he calls stages of the spiritual journey. Waking up, according to Wilbur, is a state that can occur for anyone, no matter which stage of spiritual development we are experiencing. States and stages are like parallel paths that from time to time find points of connection. Waking up is an act of grace. It is a moment in time when we feel and know the presence of God, a mystical experience of the divine. It is both unexpected and awe-inspiring. It is a sacred gift that brings such a sense of connection that we can no longer deny the presence of something greater than ourselves. How then are the states we experience in waking up and the stages of growing up, cleaning up, and showing up related? In their parallel journey, what are their points of connection? Humans grow through predictable stages of physical and psychological growth at varying rates according to our physical and environmental circumstances, our nature and our nurture. In addition, it is suggested that we share consistent stages in our spiritual growth, again at varying rates. Initially, our faith is completely unconscious. It is innate and might be defined as the direct experience of connection between ourselves and our caregivers. 
as we progress, the building of faith may revolve around the witnessing or taking part in the rituals of a family's religious community, or by their absence and the family's focus on other experiences. In the next phase of growth, we begin to separate fact from fiction. Religious authority expands beyond our parents to other trusted adults. Faith is based in the stories told and the rituals practiced, whether religious in nature or not. And we begin to notice that others believe differently. Moving on in our journey of faith, we develop abstract thinking, bringing the ability to see layers of meaning in the stories, rituals, and symbols of our faith. We may begin to see from others' perspectives, claim our faith as our own, even though it is still connected to the faith of the family and see religious authority as existing outside of ourselves. Next, we might start to question our own assumptions about our faith tradition or lack of one. We may question the authority structures of our faith. We may leave a religious community looking for answers or enter one. Greater maturity is gained as we affirm some parts of our faith and reject others, taking greater ownership of our personal faith journey. In early to mid-adulthood, our struggles and questioning may give way to an acceptance that some answers are not easily found. There might be a shift from the strong need for self-reflection to the importance of community in faith development. And we may become more open to learning from other faith perspectives in deepening our own. Finally, there are a few humans that reach what is considered the final stage in faith development. These people have the ability to relate to anyone at any stage and from any faith, without condescension, and yet challenging the assumptions of those at other stages. They cherish life, but are not too attached. They put their faith into action, challenging the status quo, and working to create justice in the world. People at this stage have what James Fowler calls a special grace that makes them seem more lucid, more simple, and yet somehow more fully human than the rest of us. The practices we choose throughout the stages of our spiritual development, prayer, meditation, contemplation, self-inquiry. These help to create a rich and receptive field in which spiritual awakening can occur. 
this fertile ground stands as an open invitation for waking up, for great spirit to make itself known, for the mystical experience to unfold. say that I am a soul, an individualization of the one divine life, a spiritual being having an earthly experience. I am a unique expression of the Creator who dwells within me as me. But all of that is also true of you, as it is true of a tree, a river, the soil, our pets. When we were born, we knew who we were. Over time, those responsible for us gave us their impressions of us, who they thought we were or wanted us to be, and we agreed with them. From their flawed perceptions, expectations, and judgments, we crafted an image of perfection, and then tried to live up to that image. Don Miguel Ruiz calls this process domestication. We are born into a collective dream, a story shared by our families, our communities, and our world. We don't fit the persona that we believe ourselves to be. We can never measure up. We may even experience identity crises. We simply don't know who we are. But this is actually an opportunity, an invitation to wake up from the dream and create a new dream. In our three minutes of shared silent contemplation this morning, let us dismantle the image we project to the world pierce the egoic veil that hides us without really protecting us. Let us seek what Zen calls our original face, our unique human spirit, who we were before our domestication, without judgment or expectation, the I am at the core of our being, the divine human our heart of hearts knows us to be.
We allow the music gently to usher our awareness back into this time, this place, giving thanks for the remembrance of our true self. Grateful for the spiritual journey that has led us to this beloved community, to this mystical family of kindred spirits. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. Growing up, cleaning up, and showing up are stages of development. Waking up is a state change, a glimpse into the great mystery, a gift of divine grace. We can't make it happen, but we can invite it, letting spirit have their way with us in complete surrender. We give thanks for Reverend Diana's continued words of wisdom and inspiration this morning as she encourages us to become more and more awake, to show up as our authentic selves, to share our unique gifts, and to absolutely know who we are. There are no guarantees in the spiritual journey that we call life. Whether we're talking about physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual stages, there are only tendencies and patterns. Any one of us can be stopped in our tracks in any moment. Life can throw us curveballs either keeping us agile or allowing us to get stuck. Which will we choose? The answer to this question helps to define our experience of being human. It determines the trajectory of our lives. But it has nothing to do with who we are. I close with an excerpt from Rupert Spira's latest book, The Heart of Prayer. Before our being is qualified by the content of experience, it knows no limit in itself. The knowledge I am is infinite being's knowledge of itself. In the Old Testament, God says to Moses, I am that I am. Later, God says, tell the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God's presence shines in each of us as the experience, I am. God is the very being of our being. Therefore, our knowledge of ourself is God's knowledge of itself. It is for this reason that Meister Eckhart said, the eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. 
My eye and God's eye are one eye, one seeing, one knowing, one love. The name I is like a portal through which God passes out of eternity into time and seems to become a finite being. And the same portal traversed in the opposite direction through which a finite being passes out of time into eternity. As it passes through that portal, it loses its limited qualities and stands revealed as God's being. Do not allow yourself to be personalized or limited by experience. No experience has ever qualified, diminished, hurt, changed, or aggrandized you. As Meister Eckhart said, there is a place in the soul that has never been wounded. Our being is in the same condition now as it was before the birth of our body and will remain the same after its death. We are always the same infinite, pristine, self-aware being. God's being always remains the same perfect, unblemished, indivisible whole. The unqualified I am that shines like a beacon behind and in the midst of all experience, irrespective of its content. God leaves a trace of itself in each of us as the knowledge I, or I am. I, or I am, is as such God's signature in each of our minds. The feeling of being is God's presence in each of our hearts. Thus, I or I am is the divine name, the first form of God. All that is necessary is to repeat God's name once and listen in the silence that ensues for God's response. I am here. Each of our given names is also a sacred name. When we hear our name, we respond, yes. What happens in the brief pause between the sound of our name and our response? We refer to ourselves not to our thoughts and feelings or a sensation in the body, but to our self, God's being. As such, all names are the names of God. This is what it means in the Old Testament when God says, I have called you by name. You are mine.
God is, I am right here, right now, right here, right now, God is, I am, God is. I am right here, right now, right here, right now. God is, I am. And so closing in prayer, I know that there is one life. There is now and always only one source of all of creation. And by whatever name we choose to call it, it is forever expressing itself as all of its creation. And that includes me. And that includes you. Each one of us, divinely expressed, so that spirit might have a more complete experience of itself. And so this day, I choose the experience consciously that I give to spirit as co-creator with the one. I choose peace. I choose joy. I choose love. And no matter what arises through the days in the coming week, I remember, I remind myself that I'm always at choice, not about what faces me, but about how I respond to what faces me. So 
I say thank you for this day, for this opportunity to be reminded yet again of who I am, of who each of us is. To be reminded that we are here on purpose, that our lives make a difference. And I give thanks for this community that creates a safe space for anyone and everyone who chooses to be here to find spiritual family. From that place of deep gratitude, I release this prayer, trusting that it creates a beautiful and peaceful week for each one of us. That each one of us is guided and guarded as we move through our individual expressions and experiences. And so trusting that spirit has got it all handled, I just release this prayer. And together we say, so it is. So we come back into an awareness of our space. Maybe look around to say good morning to whoever has come in this morning. Your spiritual family, should you choose it, one of your support systems, if you'd like it to be. And as we close our Teze meditation portion this morning, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial good and support of the work that we're doing in our community. If you're joining us online, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button and a mailing address. And um, let's see, just letting you know a couple of things. If you end up staying and having lunch with us today, we're moving our lunch donations to Epochni Gardens, one of our nested ministries led by Heidi Hillesheim. Um, her home community, First Christian Church, has donated $360 to her project of providing earth boxes to the micro shelters here in town. And so we are going to use our lunch donations to try to match their donation in support of that project. Um, so that those in transitional housing can learn to become more self-sufficient and um, knowledgeable in the acquiring of their food. We're still supporting Farmer's Footprint on a regular monthly basis now through a subscription to their Garden Club, which gives us continued access to educational material. So should we choose as a community to gather and learn more, we have that. Um, and so I'll show you just a brief video that talks a little bit about that as we offer this time for you. What's the most significant thing you can do to take control of your own health? Grow your own food, of course. I'm Farmer Greg, and with Farmer's Footprint, we're hosting The Garden Club. So Farmer's Footprint's put out a lot of stories about how farmers have incorporated regenerative principles on the farm scale. And this is your opportunity to incorporate those regenerative principles on the home and garden scale. The Garden Club is a three-week course with video tutorials, infographics, step-by-step -step instructions, and live Q&As with me and the rest of the community. In this course, we're gonna show you how to build a raised bed, actually how to construct it, setting up irrigation, building soil, maintaining crops throughout the entire season, integrating pest management, 
and weed control. It's gonna be pretty radish. Each month, we're gonna have different themes on how to live a more regenerative lifestyle, and I'll be there to help you troubleshoot along the way. Some of the themes we'll talk about are raising chickens, making kombucha, growing mushrooms, keeping bees, growing microgreens, and so much more. If you have a couple acres, or if you have just a small backyard or a patio or balcony, we're gonna break down all the barriers to show you how you can build soil and grow really healthy food right where you live. 97% of people who joined the Garden Club last year said they felt confident in continuing their garden journey. So I hope to see you in the Garden Club. <laughs>
in human form and it is that uniqueness that we bring to it that gives God its infinite expression. So I give thanks for each one here. I give thanks for the presence of spirit here. I give thanks for this wonderful place where we can come together and celebrate spirit, celebrate fellowship, worship together, study together, and hmm, explore our spirituality together because that works better in community than it does by ourselves. So knowing that our time together unfolds perfectly, powerfully, joyfully, lovingly, and with a great deal of inspiration, I just say thank you, Spirit. Thank you to each one here. And so it is. So Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome or welcome back, whichever. <laughs> if you're new with us here, either in the room or online this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We're an independent um, interfaith community and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality we welcome one and all and so welcome home if you choose it for yourself um, more than that a welcome home to your mystic heart because your own answers are really in there we just kind of want to help point you back in that direction so we're going to open up our conscious conversation this morning by singing together, and you can always feel free to get up and move around, hug, say good morning, dance, or whatever you want to do. Welcome to the Mystic Heart, join the celebration. Lift your voice and sing your part, make this affirmation. Spirit made us family with loving hearts to share. Together we are joyfully practicing the possible through prayer. And everything's possible through So welcome prayer. to the mystic heart. I dare you to stay in your chair.
How can I serve today, sweet spirit? How can I serve today, oh Lord? Speak in ways that I will understand. Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will go. How can I serve today, sweet spirit? How can I serve today? right into the time of sharing in our visioning of and for a love-soaked world. We begin every week our conversations by inviting the presence of spirit into the body, inviting ourselves to notice the sensations and the feeling of that presence. We're all humans, this love-soaked world. We're all humans. Embody compassion and generosity and love. Where all humans embody peace and justice as the very principles by which we are governed and through which we act. Where all people everywhere honor and care for one another. For the earth, it sustains us and for every life form that shares this beautiful planet with us. We're creating a world where all needs are met gracefully and easily for all beings. Where all are well fed and have the safety and comfort of home. Where mental and physical health, education and healthy relationships are promoted and supported by social systems grounded in wellness and wholeness. Amen. 
a world where every being serves the greater community, doing whatever feeds their soul, and are well supported for their time and talent. And by their service, each one finds meaning and belonging. A world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness, where authenticity and integrity are the norm, where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we are writing a new story, a story in which there is no greed and abundance means having all that is required for physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual thriving. We do not lower our vision. We will not lower our vision, no matter the appearances of the world. We know with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but that it is inevitable. Evolution being what it is. We align our actions to support our vision and a new world is being born. Our hearts and our minds, our arms and our doors are open in radical welcome. All lines and feelings of separation have been erased in this world of our creation. In keeping with the vision, our community is open and loving. All people who seek belonging find it here. With deep faith in the great mystery that I call God, we trust that our prayer is acted upon and we prepare for its graceful unfolding in the world. We feel a deep sense of gratitude and we release this word to the Holy Presence and give thanks that it is done. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. All of those languages. It's done. It all means the same thing. So let's take a look around. Some have gone on to their day, to the beach, to the wherever they've gone. Some have come in, and some have stayed. This is our Sunday. This is our experience. It's kind of a free-flowing thing. So if you were with us at Teze this morning, you know that our topic this month is ease on down the road. And today we're really looking at who am I really? That's where we've been this morning. So for those who are just joining us, I'm going to do just a really quick recap on a couple things. This morning we spent time contemplating the idea that in addition to stages of physical, mental, and emotional growth, humans move through fairly predictable phases and stages of spiritual growth as well, although at varying rates, depending on our experiences. In any aspect of our growth, including spiritual development, we move at varying rates. We may get stuck at any point along our journey. 
in any of those areas. But the order in which we develop is similar with the order in which other people develop. Just at different ages, and then some get stuck along here and there. So if you're not familiar with James Fowler's stages of spiritual development, I recommend that you go back and listen to Teze online later on. Um, I didn't call it that, but that's really what it was um, flowing through. So we spent time reflecting on the idea that the stages of spiritual development, um, growing up, cleaning up, and showing up that we've been talking about, run parallel to the change of state that happens in waking up. So it's not so much that it's we grow up, we clean up, we wake up, and we show up. It's that we grow up, we clean up, and any time in that journey we can wake up. And that ultimately we end up showing up in service, and at that time we can be having experiences of waking up, because the waking up is really about our direct experience of the divine. And so people of every stage of development can have those experiences of mystical connection with divinity. But we also talked about how being consciously engaged with your spiritual journey, spending time in prayer, meditation, reflection, um, communion, whatever your practices are, help to create a very fertile environment in which spirit may be more likely to show up more frequently because you're open and you're receptive and you're inviting. So they're really parallel uh, experiences that then connect at times. <clears throat> Finally, we explored how the spiritual work we do moves us into that fertile environment. And so our conversation this morning is going to start kind of right there with a question. Have you ever had what you would define as a mystical experience? Or a direct communion with whatever you see as being divinity, something larger than yourself? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We have some oh yeahs. Would anybody like to share anything about that? Um. In my past, I was really Christian, mm -hmm. and then I went into what we're doing here, and I remember laying in bed and saying, oh my goodness, did I give up Jesus and all that? I didn't give Jesus up, but the ideas of only he's the way and whatever, mm -hmm. and I remember I got really afraid, and then I went, wait a minute, I've been happier than I've ever been. What am I going to go hook into the past? Mm -hmm. And I meditated, and I went into pure bliss. And it was the most amazing thing I'd ever felt, because that was my answer from uh -huh. the divine is, you're on the right path. Right. And I remember I didn't even know what it was, and I was so happy I was explaining it to somebody, and they go, oh, you had bliss. And I went, wow. Yeah. And it was when I let go of what I right. di didn't want to hang on to anymore, uh -huh. and that's when I found that connection. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Michael. Uh, this was incredible. I. I went to Fern Canyon for the first time and I was by myself and I got there at 10.30 in the morning and I was the only person there. <laughs> amazing. Uh, it was an, yes, it was yeah, an absolutely that is amazing. gorgeous morning. 
I walked around and I swear I, I was just in a state of bliss and awe. There were tears fall, falling down my face. I was just absolutely in, in one with all. It was just amazing. Absolutely. Right. Can't even put it into words. Right. I yeah. think you know what I mean. <laughs> that's how you know that's it, right? Yeah. Or the words. Lucinda. Well, I'd been through a dark experience and I came to a point where it's like, well, I guess I'm going forward now. And I got out of the car and I went for a walk in the park. <coughs> and everything was sparkling. My experience was <laughs> the whole world. It's fresh, it was new, it was morning. And everything was sparkling and everything was right. And I just felt like I was part of everything that was there. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. I have also had several moments in, in contemplation meditation where you, you, you forget the past or the future and you're, you're not thinking mm -hmm. and you feel weightless. I've, I've practiced meditation for a long time, um, so I've been blessed to experience that a few times. Uh, but most recently I walked the Camino and I was mm -hmm. in uh, the final part where you walk into Compostela de, or Santiago de Compostelo. And I had no concept of what was about to happen and I just also broke into tears of the most supreme joy mm -hmm. hearing people mm -hmm. you know uh, making this final destination from all over these different paths and it was a journey of, mm -hmm. of um, contemplation grieving um, into this breakthrough that made me realize that none of that kind of what you were talking about in those stages of, um, I guess, James Fowler, mm -hmm. of, um, you know, growing up, showing up. I can't remember what exactly it is, but... Uh, and that, those are Ken Wilber's stages, uh, okay. actually. Yeah, the just the stages growing of... Growing up, cleaning up. Yes. And then waking up, showing up. Waking up, showing up, yeah. Um, I brought my mom in with me on the phone. She can't walk, she's disabled. Well, she can walk on a walker, but... Just the, hearing the, the bagpipes and the people cheering and clapping, mm. and I, I walked the path alone, but I was never alone. Yeah. You know, it was, it was intense. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Anyone else have something that you want to share? Oh, I was uh, in Sedona at the Chapel of the Holy Cross, mm. and you can light candles for relatives that have passed and stuff. And I just had a real breakthrough there. I, I think I cried quite a bit and stuff, but um, I just flipped like one, 180. And I knew I needed to be there. I moved up there for a while. So. Mm -hmm. But it was just, was one of the most profound experiences in my life. Isn't it just way beyond words, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, we try to share with each other because it's such a beautiful experience, but it, it's just beyond what you can really give words to. It's interesting that waking up or direct experience can happen to anyone at any time, no matter what your age or stage of other conscious spiritual development is. And that the more that we're engaging consciously in our spiritual lives, um, the more receptive our awareness is. 
So the more open we are to perceive and, and, and embody that connection. And yet the mystical experience can happen whether we're even aware that we are on a spiritual journey or not. It can happen to anyone. It's an act of grace. It's an act of grace. And it may even be the catalyst, you know, if we're not conscious at all that we're on a spiritual journey, the, the awakening might be the catalyst for our decision to move into active and conscious study or practice. We might be wowed into, oh my God, there's something more happening here. So why do you suppose active engagement makes the direct experience of the divine more likely? Because you're really on your path and you're really working to get to that point and then okay. it, it happens when you don't expect it. So you're conscious that you're on a path. Yes. Right. Yeah. right. Nice. <clears throat> well, usually if you, like through the, the common thread through most of the stories was like nature. Right. You know, or, or some, some place that already has a high energy or a high vibration. Yeah. But, uh, I think that as as we grow and and we develop and we stretch, that it also raises our own vibration to a place where we can be open enough for those things to come in and and match with you and and raise you higher. Right. And nature seems to be a common catalyst for that. Yeah, it is, and you know, nature is divinity in form. It's just Lucinda. Well, for me. <coughs> It means that I need to step out of the little cave of my comfort zone. Oh, really? Yeah. And <laughs> actually take a step forward. Okay. So that's true. Taking that step um, is, is a catalyst as well. Yeah, I, I think of it as. as Sweeping the porch and putting the welcome mat out for spirit, uh -huh. and, and just creating a space for that to show up, and an expectation for that to show up. And I think, I think, without that, it could show up and you wouldn't notice it. You know what I mean? Right. That, I mean but uh, but if you if you welcome it and create a space for that to happen, and then hold that space sacred, I think I think that's when can invite that grace. Mm -hmm. So we're calling it an act of grace. What do we mean? What's grace in your mind? What's grace? Mind? Forgiveness. Okay, forgiveness. Embracing the present moment. Um, I think that's what Chris was talking about. When you put the welcome out meant out you, you are ready to forgive all judgment that has come down on you before that causes you any distress. You're, you're, you're opening your heart for new experiences in the present moment, no matter your past. So human beings can extend grace mm. through willingness to forgive, willingness to forget the past, all of those things. So what about divine, and that's a divine grace as well, coming through the human. What about the divine grace that might bring an experience to someone who is not even consciously looking for it? What's that kind of grace in your, in your words? You're struck by enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> struck by enlightening. 
part of it for me is is remembering that everything is a miracle. Every this, this whole thing right here, right now, this is a miracle. Mm -hmm. And if we can just remind ourselves of that once in a while, wow! I mean, you're obviously in a state of awe right then. Right. And you know that everything is God. <laughs> okay. So you're doing something to invite that grace in that example too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Lucinda. Well. Once I step out of the need for the two by four to wake me up, <laughs> there's just that uh, pause, and you're in this moment where everything is perfect and everything is one. It's hard to describe, but mm -hmm. your answers are all there if you're listening. And I prefer, actually, at this point, to listen without the two by four effect. <laughs> but it's all it's it's there it's always there I just need to pause so grace could be said it could be said that grace is the either the, the voice the message the experience the unfolding of spirit that's always there it's always available yes and then our conscious awareness of it kind of connects us to it Anyone else with an idea of what is divine grace? Oh, no, not divine grace. <laughs> so we're getting a lot of human grace and human connection. I want to know what do you think divine grace is? I haven't heard yet. What What do you think divine grace is? Yes. I think grace is spirit or God doing its thing. Okay. <laughs> Through us. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're sitting really close to that. It's yes. just, it's what is. God doing its thing. Spirit, whatever you call that, doing its thing. Independent of us. And yet, we're a part of that at times. So is it a gift? Well, we're covered with God's grace. Okay, so we're covered. We're covered with their right. spirit. Because we're living in that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think what makes it grace is that it's freely given. Okay, freely given. There's, we don't have to earn it. We don't. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just there. Okay, so the workings of spirit are what they are. I think it's also the allowance and acceptance and living with intentionality. Because if we, it's if it, divine grace is always there, but if we don't allow it to come in right. and accept it, then we don't see it, even if it's there. Yeah. So it's living with intention, intentionality, I think, also. Okay. So there, one more thing, Mark. Yes. Um, there might be folks in the room who don't like the word grace. That's possible, too, because that's one of those that sometimes people go, what's that? That's too this or it's too that. Is there another word that anyone has flowing through them right now that they would compare to this, you know, God just is doing what it's doing thing? God is love, and okay. grace is love. All right. And that's always there, because God is always love. Okay. Unconditional love. So love, self-givingness. Infinite love. Infinite love. Okay. Unconditional. Unconditional, infinite love. Mark. Well, thanks. I, um, I'm, my spiritual journey is, is such that it, it, it began with God is the authoritarian, knows everything, and it's full of judgment. 
And so you can get off the path and you can feel like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm bad in some way. My spiritual development has come with greater and greater sense of freedom to be who I actually am without this judgment that, that started with authoritarian. You know, there is a right and a, there is a wrong and a perfection that is not really capable of you, when you're human. You, know, right. you can strive for it to the extent that you allow yourself to feel damaged in some way by not living up to perfection. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's rather like this is what the experience of being a human is and the goal is to take that spiritual aspect of it and make it your best foot forward mm -hmm. every time. Uh, I believe there's a soul and the soul sort of wrestles between the pure spirit and the human uh, and, and so it, uh, it helps to illustrate the, um, the process of, of getting clean, getting free of judgment, uh, any sort of you know, discrimination, even against yourself, really. So this is freedom to just be who you are in this present moment and let it be enough. Right. Thank you. Beautiful. Yes, April. <coughs> it might seem kind of strange at first, but the thing that I'm thinking about right now is equal opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it's not just for this person or this type or when you get to this point or it's it's right. an equal opportunity that exists for all of us right. to connect to open to to align you know and, and and this grace and this love is the same across the board right. for everyone and I think for a lot of us we <clears throat> felt like growing up or how we were taught or how we started to think about ourselves was that we needed to obtain some place first right. so that it could be available to us or that yeah. so we could check in the boxes <laughs> to be worthy of this or so we mm -hmm. could be good enough to help in this area or be of service or whatever it was that made you feel inferior to that equal opportunity or unworthy of it is an illusion. Right. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. We all have the equal opportunity to have the same experience. Right. Like the earth it's going to keep doing everything that it's doing, whether we're here or not. The wind will blow, the animals will, you know, commune, the, the, the plants will speak. The world will keep spinning, whether we're on it or not. <coughs> but we are on it, and because we are on it, we all have an equal opportunity to connect with it. Right. And that's a choice, but, it's, but we all have the same equal opportunity to tune into what's around us. It's there. So equal opportunity and I, I want to throw into that as well, um, as at least one of the self-reflective, some say the only or more com most complex self-reflective choice-making beings on the planet, not just the opportunity but the responsibility to consciously make choices from love and from, you know, from a more loving, peaceful place. <laughs> so during Teze we visited the idea that there are no guarantees on the spiritual journey that we call life, whether we're talking about physical or mental or emotional or spiritual stages, that there are tendencies and there are patterns that we can observe. 
Uh, any one of us can be stopped in our tracks at any moment by an event, a world event, a family event, a personal event. And that these events can throw us curveballs, and that these curveballs can either keep us agile or they can shut us down. And that is up to us how we either respond or react to what's before us. And whether we react or consciously respond divines, uh, defines our experience in our lives of what being human is to us. And it determines the trajectory of our lives, or at least helps to, to determine that. So all of this that we're talking about has nothing to do whatsoever with who we are really. This whole conversation is about our spiritual human journey and experience as divine beings, but it's focused more on the changeable experiential part of our nature. And who we are really is what? God Spirit. in form. God in form. Spirit, Spirit in form. Love. Love in form. So what are the two most powerful words that we all use, all of us, on a regular basis? I am. I am. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Right. How do we most often use those words? <laughs> Negatively. I am hungry. I am hungry. I am tired. I am tired. I am busy. I am busy. I am angry. I am angry. I am frustrated. I am frustrated. I am sick. I am happy. I am sick and tired. I am happy. I am happy. Yes. I'm in gratitude. I'm in gratitude. I am happy. I am happy. I am loved. I am loved. How often do we catch ourselves using I am in a disempowering and destructive way? I, yeah. I have I my students that, um, do affirmations, I am smart, mm -hmm. I am beautiful, and it's really helping. Yeah. And I want to also share that um, other languages, when they say, um, I am angry, they say, I am feeling angry, or I have yeah. sadness. Mm -hmm. Like, I think our language is the one that really, yeah. we say, I am angry, or, I'm, or yeah. if, you, if someone asks you how you are, I'm busy. That's not right. how you are. So it's interesting to, to note that in right. other languages, they don't yeah. really have that. The same goes for, like um, in Spanish, when you say, we say, I am Diana. They say, I call myself. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's, you know, how we use our language is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. I call myself mm -hmm. Kimberly. Mm -hmm. So the invitation like this week, that's one of the little invitations, is to notice yourself anytime I am comes out of your mouth or goes through your mm -hmm. mind, what's at the other end of that? Because those are the most powerful creative words <coughs> that you'll ever use. So I'm going to kind of... Yeah, I think it's time to kind of wrap up conversation today. But I want to do that by sharing a quote from someone reading like 15 books right now. But this is one that's really touching me. It's another prayer book. Surprise, surprise. Um, the author is a philosopher and mystic named Rupert Spira. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he's all over YouTube and elsewhere. 
and I shared it during Teze, but I, I think it's worthy of repeating. So I invite you to take it in sort of as a meditation. Just kind of settle into your space and close your eyes if you're comfortable to give a focus to what you're hearing. And he says this, Before our being is qualified by the content of experience, it knows no limit in itself. The knowledge I am is infinite being's knowledge of itself. In the Old Testament, God says to Moses, I am that I am. Later, God says, tell the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God's presence shines in each of us as the experience, I am. God is the very being of our being. Therefore, our knowledge of ourself is God's knowledge of itself. It is for this reason that Meister Eckhart said, the eye through which I see God is the same eye through which God sees me. My eye and God's eye are one eye, one seeing, one knowing, one love. The name I is like a portal through which God passes out of eternity into time and seems to become a finite being. And the same portal traversed in the opposite direction through which a finite being passes out of time into eternity. As it passes through that portal, it loses its limited qualities and stands revealed as God's being. Do not allow yourself to be personalized or limited by experience. No experience has ever qualified, diminished, hurt, changed, or aggrandized you. As Meister Eckhart said, there is a place in the soul that has never been wounded. Our being is in the same condition now as it was before the birth of our body and will remain the same after its death. We are always the same infinite, pristine, self-aware being. God's being always remains the same perfect, unblemished, indivisible whole. The unqualified I am that shines like a beacon behind and in the midst of all experience, irrespective of its content. God leaves a trace of itself in each of us as the knowledge I, or I am. I, or I am, is as such God's signature in each of our minds. The feeling of being is God's presence in each of our hearts. Thus I, or I am, is the divine name, the first form 
of God. All that is necessary is to repeat God's name once and listen in the silence that ensues for God's response, I am here. Each of our given names is also a sacred name. When we hear our name, we respond, yes. What happens in the brief pause between the sound of our name and our response? We refer to ourselves, not to our thoughts and feelings or a sensation in the body, but to ourself, God's being. As such, all names are the names of God. This is what it means in the Old Testament when God says, I have called you by name. You are mine. And in this moment, we just allow that to soak in. We close in a prayer of knowing and communing with the one life, the one source of all that is. Feeling it as the truth of our being. Knowing that in every moment, no matter what appears to be happening within us or all around us, that everything is the workings of spirit, that all things are always being turned to good, ultimately. And so as we move into this week, we place our faith in the great I am. In the great I am that expresses itself as all of creation, in the great I am that expresses itself as me and as you and as everyone who crosses our paths, as everyone that we are in service to in our many roles in this life. That the great I am is before us in every creature that we see. <coughs> it is before us in every rock every pebble, every grain of sand, every drop of water. And so as we move into our week, we make the choice to slow down and to acknowledge the divinity that is before us, that is within us, and that is all around us. This is the experience of the divine. This is what it means to wake up. I'm so grateful for this time together with spiritual family each week. I say thank you, Spirit, for this shared time and for all that each person brings into this community not just on Sundays, but every day of the week. The energy is just flowing through this place. 
I say thank you for the support that that offers me and that it offers each one here. And in deep gratitude, I release this prayer, trusting it to create a graceful and beautiful week for each one of us as we are reminded of who we really are. And together we say, and so it is. Amen. Hmm. I feel good. So each Sunday we invite you to join in the celebration of the work we're doing in our community by sharing of your financial good should you choose to do that. <coughs> some do that first, some do it through the second, some don't at all. Whatever feels right to you. But if you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org and find our donate button and our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program that I mentioned for those who would like to make a monthly contribution of support so that we can more effectively budget for our growth. We are growing. We are starting to plant that seed again of our next space, our next space for the next five years or so. Um, so as we move into this time of giving, I want to express my gratitude for each one here, for each gift that comes forth, whether it's through your financial support or your time or your talent or your love. Uh, whatever the gifts are, they're all appreciated. And I'd like to offer one last song as the basket's going round. It's a video. It's a song that reminds us that each of us is unique and can only be what God meant us to be. Perfect expressions of divinity. I like that. And it's by one of my favorite human beings in the music world, Mr. Jason Mraz. <laughs> Who it is that you want me to be? I can't be. I can only do me. I can only go where life takes me. Yeah. Who it is that you want me to be? I can't be. I can only do me. I can only be how God made me. There's only one of me incredibly uniquely designed I keep my focus up ahead and leave my worries behind I know that any goal I wanna reach starts in my mind I know I'm dope cause I'm smoking my car I like to take my own path, never following the masses I do my thing, taking risks, taking chances I see no boundaries, no impasses To live in my realized dream, keeping music fresh You do you, I'll do me Together we'll make harmony Together we make the world go round But it's all good I'm easily inspired by the people surrounding me But still I take pride in my individuality I might be different from the people in my family But the truth is their roots keep grounding me They ain't no mystery to my mastery I just let myself act naturally Whatever I dream may not be easy to achieve Cause I still believe in equality So you do you and I'll do me Together we make harmony Together we make the world go round, 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 round You do you, I'll do me Together we'll make harmony Together we make
dance differently, but it's all good. I love the way you do, you know defense. Got your own style and you got your own season. Got your own style, you got your own reason. 24 7, rock your own uniqueness. Here you got me on my knees, you're my sweetness. You doing you is the ultimate realness. This me, you think we got, let's keep this. Loving you is much deeper than a reflex. Reflex, 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 reflex. Until our voices get heard Who it is that you want me to be I can't be all it is that I'm asking to be It's just free, free to make my choices And raise my voice up Tell me where my sister's at Make some noise and sing it with us You do you and I'll do me Together we make harmony Together we make the world go round, round, round Yo, there's only one of me that ever will be by myself, so I keep doing me. Never phony, I'm not tripping on how things should be. I just go with the flow, can't breathe. Who it is that you want me to be? I can't be who it is that you're hoping to see. That ain't me, we're just inquisitive kids on a mystic fringe, on a mission to deliver us a happier reality. So, you do you, I'll do me. Together we make harmony. Together we make the world go round, round. We make harmony Together we make love And we'll make it loud, loud, loud You do you, oh, I'll do me Together we make harmony Together we make the world go round, 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 round You do you, I'll do me Together we make harmony Together we may dance differently But it's all MC Flow. MC Flow, I want to get hers. Yeah, she's good. She may be running for president this time. We need it. Oh, we need somebody in there that's going to run it with love. Together, together we make the world go round. Absolutely. We may dance differently. We're all dancing to the same tune. So we give thanks. We give thanks for spirits present in our life we give thanks for the one source of all good and especially right now we give thanks for that one source acting through your hearts and your hands to support this mystic heart we give thanks for all your support whether it's monetary or time or talent prayers love all of it comes to us and we appreciate it we feel it pledge to be good stewards of all our resources so that we can be the most beneficial presence on the planet we can possibly be. So thank you, thank you spirit, and so it is. So it is. And that's about it. I think I'll go play some music. Okay. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, we have lunch next door, soup and salad and desserts and good stuff, so I hope you stay because we have a lot of fun.
together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. A whole new life for you and me, take your past and set it free, and share this blessing. Love be with you, peace unfold you, spirit lift you, breathe it in. Truth come through you, make it flow to you. Let joy renew you until we meet again. Love be with you. Ooh, love be with you. Ooh, love be with you. Ooh, love be with you. Beautiful Sunday. We love you guys. <laughs>